welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, welcome, Bishop Ron, to Conversations About Life. And it's a privilege for me to just to get to talk with you. Um, I met, I, I, I've never met you before until just now, but my son has met you before. He mentioned you. Um, his name's Billy, and um, I don't know. You probably don't remember it, but he came by the church building one time and um, met you. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, um, I think um, a friend um, brought him by. His name was um, Nevin. His name's Nevin Karanda. Uh, and uh, he brought him by. And uh, mm-hmm. so, anyway. Correct. Um, yeah, but I don't really know much about you except my son met you, and I just thought, well, it'd be good to meet you and, and talk with you. Well, Brother Nevin, uh, he's my brother, and your son, when he brought him by, he was walking the area, and if I'm not mistaken, your son was getting married and going on a mission trip. Is that correct? It might have been. It was a few years ago. Um, he's... Um, Involved with missions down along the border of Texas, Mexico, um, he he's on campus at a Bible college, and he um, leads the photography oh, and um, following Dad's footsteps. Yeah, photography video department. So, um, as far as an introduction for you, um, you're a pastor mm-hmm. at a church here in Festus, Missouri, and what else? Um, would you say about yourself just describe who you are as a person hmm uh, love three things love the Lord love my family uh, love basketball so uh, okay. former basketball coach school teacher in Jefferson County uh, okay. Kentucky uh, where basketball is pretty much everything horse racing and um, I have two children Okay. Um, just had another grandchild two days ago. Um, first by my my second child, um, little baby girl, and um, oh, congratulations. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it was it was pretty much a blessing. Um, and Jesus, He's just done so much for me. God has done so much for me. He's He's uh, uh, just getting here, speaking with you. Brother Jackson, I know that it was him. It was divine providence, uh, a Holy Ghost hookup, uh, a, um, a um, providential appointment. And how do you know that? I, I just feel it as I look back uh, over my life. I, I'm in the twilight of my life, and and uh, I've experienced uh, God. A lot of stuff is trial and error. You know, you. you you learn, you learn, you learn, and uh, you think you know, you think you know. I've been so right I was wrong before. Yeah. I mean, I was totally hmm. right, but in, in my attitude, in, in my, in my uh, uh, pride, I was wrong. So the, the, uh, I found out there's such a thing as being, it's about like um, uh, those that are married and, and picking your fight, picking your arguments, picking where you want to dig in. Uh, you know, are you are you going to nitpick on everything, or are you just going to let him or her be who they are and accept their differences uh, 
to make the marriage special. That's what makes your marriage, your commitment to one another special. So how do I know that it was divine appointment to meet you? I just, it's me. It happened. It manifested. It, it, uh, not only does it feel right, it is right. Yeah. So I, I don't know what will come of it. I don't know how your, your listeners, your, your, uh, will be blessed by it. I don't know how I will be benefit from it, be blessed by it. But, um, you know, we, we persevered. Yeah. You went through a stretch there where, uh, you know, we had to cancel and this, that, and the other. And, but here we are. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned, so you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. How did that get started for you? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, or what's that like for you? What's your relationship with <laughs> the Lord like? Uh, uh, give you an earthly example. It's kind of like a, a rebellious child. Um, you know, uh, terrible twos. I do it myself. I do it myself. I can do it. I, I can do it. I can handle this. I, I can handle this. Uh, I don't need your help on this. I, I, I'm, I'm old enough. I'm big enough. I'm strong enough. Um, so my relationship is a constant, uh, Lord, forgive me. I'm, I'm so thankful that you forgive me. The reason why I'm a Christian is because of his, his, his forgiveness towards me. I understand how, how frail, how weak, how um, insignificant I am without him. Yeah, just nothing jives, nothing connects, nothing makes sense without the divine creator's stamp of approval. Nothing happens without his divine stamp of approval. Uh, My granddaughter uh, would not have been born if it was not for God saying life, sperm, meat, egg. Yeah, life. Nobody dies all these tragedies that are happening around the country, I think we ought to fight and change the laws and sure, uh, some folks ought to march, march for injustices, but life and death, God is the one who says, okay, death, take them. It's only at God's, only at God's instruction. Yeah, it happens. The good, the bad, and the other—you know—we have kids that 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 um, um, die early, babies that die early. Why would God do that? It's in His divine providence. All of us were created in His likeness and His image for His purpose, not our purpose. Come on here, a husband and wife um, know one another. That's the biblical term. Uh, sperm meets egg. You have a baby, you raise a baby with your morals and concepts and, and laws and integrity as, as good as you can. As, but what God would have you to do is to offer that baby, that life up to him. Because ultimately, ultimately, it's all about God's purpose. Now we can, again, the reason I, I define myself as a rebellious child is because most of the time, a lot of the time, we, uh, we, we uh, want to do our own thing. We, we want to, not God's will, uh, we want to do our own, own, own path. 
And the, the quicker, the quicker we relinquish our will, I, I, I hear by the Spirit of the Lord. You say, how you know it's the Spirit of the Lord? Because I know His voice. I know His voice. I know the, the voice of the Creator. There are three voices that, that a, human being's, a human being hears. Uh, the voice of God, and that's the only voice you got to listen to. Your own voice, it ain't worth diddly squat. And then the voice of the enemy. Those three voices are constantly vying for our attention. God is always speaking to us. He's always saying, hey, I got you. I created you. I love you. But as a, as a rebellious child, you know, um, we think that, that our voice, because of our education, because of our upbringing, because of our status, um, we don't need to listen to the still small voice, as the, the verse says, okay? And then the voice of the enemy. And the voice of the enemy comes to do three things, steal, kill, and destroy. So says the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when it comes to hearing God's voice, um, so what are what are you talking about? Like, um, how do you hear God's voice? How do you know it's God's voice? Um, it, it's trial and error. I have been again wrong, um, not as much as I've been right. Come on in, I, yeah. I, 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 I tell the story. You know, I, I'm a um, you don't know, but I'm a former athlete. And uh, that's one reason I'm on the bicycle today is because I pride myself in taking care of my body. The, the scripture says that your body is a temple. Come on here. And so um, it's trial and error. You know, there have been times that I thought it was God, but it wasn't. Okay. Uh, so you learn, uh, you learn, uh, especially uh, he covers you. God, God knows there's certain stages in Christianity, in relationships. Come on here. And see, that's what God desires with each human being is a personal relationship. God wants a personal relationship with you. He wants a personal relationship with me. He wants a personal relationship with everybody that has been birthed on earth. Okay? And so the more you time you spend with him, the more time that you uh, check the boxes off by the, the divine scriptures, okay, by the word of God, you'll be able to discern uh, his voice, your voice, and the voice of the enemy. So uh, it's trial and error and then spending time with him. The more time, the more, uh, my son with, with my new granddaughter, he was saying that she had a, she's only two days old. So last night, being a fresh new parent for the first time at 38, he was saying, last night was a, a, a tough night. I said, what was tough about it, son? He said, well, she just kept crying, <laughs> okay? I said, well, you know, babies do that, uh, you know? And so you, you check the, the three boxes first, okay? Is she hungry, okay? Uh, is she wet, amen? Or is she spoiled? Come on here. Is she already spoiled? Come on here. Is, is, does she need changing? And then the necessity of food that she need to be fed. And so, you know, sometimes babies, come on here, awa here. Babies just cry because they can cry. They, they just want attention. And, you know, babies just cry because that's, that's what they do. They cry until they learn, until they learn some new skills. Come on here. Babies usually don't come out smiling and cooing and grinning. 
That is a learned, come on here, reaction, come on here, by the soothing of the mom's touch, by the soothing of the dad's uh, voice, come on here, yeah. And then they, they, they smile, they cool. And, and, uh, and it's not just human beings, it happens, to, I had a dog once that, that this, every time you looked around, the dog was pregnant, okay? Dog loved me. It really, really wasn't my dog, it was the neighbor's dog, and I loved the neighbor, so the neighbor said it was my dog, okay? So, <laughs> this dog, when her puppies came out of her, they recognized my voice. The mom spent so much time with me. The mom loved me so much. When the puppies were born, I could, when, before their eyes were open, the puppies would gravitate to my voice. Come on here. And that's the way God wants us to be towards him. God wants us to know his voice because we camped out with him. Come on here. Because we've been in those rough places and those good places. And we know his voice from the enemy's voice and the voice of our own selves and that's the way it is. And now for the rest of the story. So, you know, you were saying that our own voice is like a, a problem that was your exact words, but something along those lines. Certainly. So, um, like, what do you mean by that? Because the will of God, it, it is uh, God gives us free will. So it, following your own voice may not get you in trouble today, but it will get you in trouble tomorrow, okay? It's about like you know the, the way home, and you know the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. But if that still small voice tells you to take, take instead of taking this road, go that road, and then you find out you took that road, and because you didn't go this road, there was a big pile up. There was a big accident. You would have been late. You would have been, been in a traffic jam. See, that's learning how to discern the voices of God. And, and the, the, the well-trodden path may not necessarily be uh, the right way, nor the voice that you heard yesterday, amen, and what you did yesterday may not be the way you should go today because it's all about faith. Come on here. And, and, and let me make sure, let me be sure to interject to uh, young baby Christians or someone who has never experienced this or, 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 or uh, is, is challenged by what I'm saying. The deal is God covers you. See, we, we serve an all-knowing God. We show an intellectual behemoth. Come on here. Yeah. It, I, I tweeted out the other day a scripture. It's, his, his ways are beyond our our, our, our searching, our understanding, his ways are beyond, even though we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, to um, uh, learn his ways and emulate and imitate him, his ways are so far beyond us. Uh, Allah, love, agape love. Each one of us, we ought to be agape before we're anything else, before we're arrows. We ought to be agape before we're phileo. Come on here. We, we ought to, come on here. The relationship with him ought to mold us so much that then we are um, able to experience uh, uh, phileo and eros love. Come on here. The relationship with him, the agape love, the love he has for us. Once we understand how much he loves us, how much he, how, how much he did for us, how, how, um, how unique and divinely we're created 
and, and for what purpose we are created, come on here, then we can branch out and love wives and, and family and friends and, and truly be um, um, appreciate the life that God has given us. Um, so you're mentioning like knowing God's love. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have, uh, like, what are your uh, routines? Like, like, how do you come to know God's love? Do you have certain routines that help, um, where it's not just an intellectual knowledge, but where you're really feeling loved by God? Um, you know, uh, is it a certain way you spend your day or, or how do you, um, experience the love of God? Well, I experience it even when I don't know I'm experiencing it because that's how loving he is. Come on. That's how merciful he is. Hey, wait a minute. That's how good he is because he ain't nothing but love. These folk talking about God uh, 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 of the Old Testament cutting people off and and and, and killing out of out of uh, out of uh, hatred. That ain't that ain't God. That 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 is not God. God is so he he is the scripture. Come on here. The scripture teaches us that God is love. Uh, I was in a march once uh, and the Ku Klux Klan were wanting their civil liberties and and their 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 rights to uh, um, march and, and campaign and send out flyers. And and the scripture, uh, a lady had a placard. and She said, how can you say you love God? whom you've never seen, and you hate your brother that you see, it's the word of God. And so God will, will show us, amen, and his love for us, how to, be, how to be lovers ourselves. That's the reason why slavery in this country and around the world is so perverse. Anything that's not God, anything that's not loving, come on, anything that's not Amen. God's will is perverse. That's what slavery was. Slavery was so perverse in its, in its incessantness to try to keep one human being subservient to another. That's, that's not the love of God. That's not the love of God. And, and Christian folk tried to justify that. Even though in their heart, come on here, in their heart, in their knowing, and they knowing that they knew that they knew. Come on here. They knew it was wrong. This absolutely wrong. Well, you think one man is created to be your slave, to be your servant forever and forever and forever. That his children are not as good as your children. Even though the master would have children with the slave. Come on here. Yeah. That's how... Wait. That's how perverse it is. And see, that's what, 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 what uh, uh, the scripture talks about us being a servant. Paul talks about being a servant and slave unto God. But that's how the perversity comes in. No, that's how Christian people are uh, justified. They would even take scriptures out of the Bible and say, well, right here, it says you ought to be a happy servant. Come on here. You ought to be a happy slave. You're a slave and your, your, your kin folks are slaves and you ought to just be a happy slave. Come on now. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, 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 unbelievable that, uh, brother, we're living in the greatest country in the greatest, yeah, uh, uh, time period, I believe, that ever was or ever will be. Ever. 
And for that, I owe him me. For that, I take time out on this day to praise his name, to look in your eyes, amen, and say, for God I live and for God I die. Naked, Job said, I came from my, naked, from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. Come on here. Yeah. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Learning the voice of God, uh, again, his covering, his blood, Jesus' blood, the second person in the Trinity, the second person in truth, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus died, come on here, to cover us because God had all these people that he let birth and said, hey, I want you to be my representation. And all of them just threw their, took their hat and threw it down and said, I do it myself, the terrible twos again. I do it myself, I do it myself. So God said, God said in the second person, if you create me a body, I'll go and I'll redeem mankind. And Jesus, and Jesus, yeah, and Jesus, the first Adam, Jesus, yeah, paid the price. His blood covers us. So in learning the voice of God, Jesus' blood, he covers us. He knows we're going to make mistakes. He knows we're going to be simple-minded. He knows that we're going we're gonna to mess up. We're going to miss it. He knows that we have faults and weaknesses and we're in this earth suit. When, when you're in this earth suit, when I hear people doing stupid stuff, I just, come on in, you know, they, they got the, the acronym uh, on, on text, shaking my head. Well, I'm shaking my head because that knucklehead, I've been that knucklehead. And the only difference between me and that knucklehead, the TV cameras weren't on me. The microphone wasn't on me. But I've been that knucklehead. And anybody that can look in the mirror, all of my friends, my friends, my friends can look in the mirror and say, you know, I, I may not be a knucklehead right now, but I've been that knucklehead. You got to be honest with yourself. Come on here. And, and see, you can, in your honesty, you can say, God, I, I really don't know you. I, I really don't love you. I really don't believe in you or, or whatever the level you are in, because he knows all anyway. You, you can't you can't hoodwink him. You can't trick yourself. You can't trick God into thinking that he thinks that you love him or know him or know, recognize his voice. You can't. God knows. God knows the ending from the beginning. Come on now. When 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 Adam and Eve in the garden did whatever they did, whatever it is. I, I, I met a young lady the other day and she said it wasn't that that Eve gave Adam an apple, she had sex with the devil. That's what she did. She had, well, the word didn't bear that out. Now, she might have done it, but that ain't what the word says. Okay. She, she, she could have done it. And my point is, I don't put nothing past human beings. N not you. I'm talking about me. I don't put nothing. Look, the only thing that stops me from taking off my hat and running down the middle of this street naked it's the grace of God. He said, that's our pastor. He Look at him. The only thing that keeps me, come on here, the only thing that's, that satisfies me is that personal relationship with that still, small voice. 
that, that gives me comfort, that gives me joy, that gives me strength. And if, if every human being, see, God created in us a, a thirst and a longing and a, a hunger that can only be filled up by him. Every human being, you just have to make a choice. You just have to choose, hey, I feel this longing. My wife can't fulfill it. My children can't fulfill it. My job has not been able to fulfill it. I'm looking for something. I'm still hungry. I'm still thirsty. What is it? It's that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Every human being has it. And so God has given us a free will. You can accept it or reject it, but it's there. Undeniable, it's there. And it can only be, amen, uh, uh, suffice. It can only be, amen, uh, fulfilled by him and him alone. Anything else will cause a man to go crazy, to go cray-cray. Yeah. When do you, what are you? Oh, you, you asked me about routines. Uh, routine. Right, yes. yeah. So the scripture says early in the morning. When, when it's yet, uh, the Lord has been waking me up for 30 years, um, somewhere between um, um, 3 and 4 o'clock for 30 years. I've never been in a service. Uh, I went to college, I was in ROTC, but uh, early, b before the TV's on. In my case, that's, that never happens, but yeah, before the telephone starts to ring, before most people are doing what they're doing, okay? And so the routine is, and, and this is what you have to adopt, is, is, is don't make it a, root, a, a regiment whereby if you don't do it, you feel like a Rudy Poop, but make it so, so natural that all of your steps is a routine. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, can I say that for you again? That everything you do is a worship. Is a progression in, Lord, I'm coming to you closer today than yesterday. Hell, I was a good man yesterday, Brother Jackson. I didn't lie that I know of. I didn't cheat that I know of. I didn't steal that I know of. I didn't fornicate. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hurt my brother. Come on here. I didn't kill anybody. Come on here. Didn't rob no bank. Come on here. But guess what? He gave me another day today. I'm a better man. Come on here. Today than I was on yesterday. And see, that's, that's what I had to be in every individual. That every second, every minute of the day, second of the day, I to be a worship, I to be a praise, I to be a, Lord, what would you have me to do? Because we're just here a moment. I mean a moment. So my, my routine is, early in the morning, is to study the scriptures. Uh, to read something inspirational, to pray uh, uh, in tongues and in English, come on here, and then to get about my day. And I try, spiritual wickedness, spiritual wickedness between the hours of 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock, it's some, it's some show enough stuff going on in the supernatural. Before the pandemic hit, the Lord said, listen here, I know you've been waking up at 3 o'clock. Come on here. And, and that's, that's your routine. That's your ritual. But I want you to, I'm going to start waking you up an hour ahead of time. I said an hour? I said an hour. 
See, see the kid in me again? I'm bucking. I know this is his voice. And anything God tells you to do, guess what? It's for you. Amen. It's for your best. You can't help but be blessed by what God does for you and does to you. Whatever God allows to happen in your life, you and him, amen, are, should be victorious in it. So first, I, I separate myself uh, to the study of the scripture and prayer and meditation. Now, if you missed that, uh, I took my son to the, my son, my grandson to the state basketball tournament uh, last month. And um, we left early so we could get there to see the game that I wanted to see early in the morning down in Springfield. OK, three, four hour drive. And so I knew that I, I wouldn't get a chance uh, uh, to lift my weights and to do whatever I needed to do. Uh, uh, my regiment, my routine. So when we got to Springfield, I had my weights in the truck. And so I lifted weights, come on here, in Springfield rather than at my house. Come on here. Amen. So again, you ought to be able to adapt your praise and worship and hearing and obeying. Come on now. I haven't said that word, that particular word. Hearing, then obeying the voice of God. It's one thing to hear and know the voice of God. But it's another to obey it. And see, that's what creatures like me, men and women like me, we hear it, we know it, but we don't want to obey it. Because it doesn't make sense, because we want to do it our way, because we think we can figure it out. Go ahead now. I think we're on the right track. Uh, I, I, the Holy Spirit swung that back in, that routine. Go ahead. Um. So what's um, so what what's the rest of your day like? So you got some things going on in the morning, and then um, hmm. what? Um, Praise and worship in the morning. Okay, and then what? Uh, what's typical for you? Meetings for, uh, for the church, visiting uh, the um, uh, sick and afflicted, praying for the sick and afflicted, uh, giving communion, taking communion. Uh, to those that are, are um, uh, I want, started to say incarcerated, <laughs> but those uh, that are non-ambulatory and haven't been out in a while. Uh, and, and then just being a witness, just, just going about your day. Come on here. The talk that we're having now, the Lord is, is he's um, instituting, he's guiding, directing me. Uh, uh, and I believe not only uh, the words that I'm saying, but the questions that you're answering. See, no matter what your purpose is, I believe that God is yet in charge. Come on here, yeah. I believe that my God is bigger than anything else there that can, that can take place. My God, come on here. My God, the God that I serve, that allowed me to be birthed in this earth suit, amen. He's got me, come on here. And so, you might, uh, uh, the scripture says, what the, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for my good to bring about his purpose in my life. And not just in my life. See, my life, the things that I do or don't do affect my family. Come on here. Yeah. As a husband, uh, as a daddy. Come on here. As a pastor. Come on here. The things that I do and don't do affect Everybody, come on. It's a chain reaction, boy. Come on here. Yes, it is. Yeah. See, the, the, the things that you do and don't do. There are so many people that God has spoken to uh, 
to do things for our church or to do things for the man of God or the woman of God. And they talk themselves out of it. They, 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 um, they're they're uh, rebellious. They're, they're, they're uh, disobedient. Come on here. But see, as a pastor, not an evangelist, evangelists come and, and, and break the, uh, you know, plow up the ground and give the word and then he's off. Pastors stay around and then while you're bleeding, come on here, uh, 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 he patches you up. Come on, he heals you. He spends time with you. Amen. He he uh, he fellowships with you. He breaks bread with you. Uh, 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 he anoints you. He he, uh, he buries and marries. He, he, all of that. See, that's what pastors do. So you, you asked me about my day. So you know, I, I might have a funeral. I might have a wedding. You know, uh, I, I said meetings, and uh, then there then there's services, and and then there's there's fellowship. There's revival, and and. Uh, so there's a day. Wait a minute. In most of our lives, whether you're saved or saved, know the voice of God or not, come on here. In 2021, 24 hours, you can't hardly get it all done. Come on here. Amen. You can't hardly get it all done. Come on here. Now, if you do it God's way, you can get it done. But if you, if you come on here, if you try, when I was riding that bike today, come on here. I was almost tried to ride it in my own strength. Shoot, you almost had to pick me up, take me to Mercy, Jefferson County. Come on, you anything? Come on, if you loving your wife in your own strength, come on here. You a fool. Come on here, cause look, who knows a woman? Come on, that creature there. Come on here, yeah, huh? Hallelujah. Look, she's honest herself. She knows she's something. She's a work. Yes, she is. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be on earth without them. Come on here. They make earth worth living. Come on here. Yes, they do. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. And I hope Mrs. Llewellyn is listening to this. Come on here. Yeah. Shut up, boy. You like that, didn't you? We like that. I hope Mrs. Llewellyn hears the broadcast. She said, that's my husband. Come on here. That man right there, that's my man. He talking my kind of talk. Amen. And if, come on here, if you're not my wife and you're listening to your woman, you say, that's my pastor. That's the man of God that I would follow. Come on here. Yeah. And if you're a man, you say, that's my brother. That's the man of God. Hallelujah. That I'll hear from. Come on here. Somebody that's striving to be all he can for God. You see why they turned my microphone off. <laughs> you see why? Didn't take long, did it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't take long. Talk, boy. Go ahead. Well. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's blowing. He gets you blowing. Well, did you grow up around here? I did. I grew up in uh, DeSoto, Missouri. Um, went to school there, uh, elementary school. I still remember kindergarten. Mm -hmm. uh, I had some had some great teachers. God put me in a place where um, I had a few experiences where I was belittled because of the pigmentation of my skin. Just a few experiences, enough to know um, um, what's going on. Okay, but for the most part that community even today embraces me and I embrace it so grew up in DeSoto what what community are you talking about the DeSoto community yeah, DeSoto, okay Missouri, right huh? DeSoto Missouri 
and then left there and went to school in Jefferson City at uh, HBCU, uh, uh, Historical Black College, uh, Lincoln University, <clears throat> in our uh, uh, state capital. Uh, had a great education, and again, um, even with growing up in the soda, I could see God's hand. I had a, a, a fantastic church there, uh, the first church of God that's since changed its name a couple of times, but the men and families that were there at First Church of God in DeSoto, they were, they were like the Beatles or Elvis, come on here, just ahead of their time. They, uh, they loved on the community, the community as a whole, and uh, uh, the minority community in DeSoto is, is um, I wouldn't say is 1%, okay, even when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. and, and probably less today. But uh, the men and women of First Church of God, and especially the pastors, one of the reasons I became a pastor because God put me in the lives of men and women of God, and I could see how uh, these people, along with coaches, along with coaches, how they could change or how they could deflect. Um, <clears throat> I believe that you can take a, um, uh, in St. Louis public schools bear this out. I believe that uh, genetics play an important part of what a human being uh, thinks and does in life, okay? Uh, how tall you are, the color of your eyes, the color of your skin, uh, how handsome or pretty uh, uh, you are. Uh, however, you put a person in the right environment where there's nothing but a love and acceptance where you can just be yourself, and I've seen it, I've experienced it, amen. It will transform an individual where there's, where there's just nothing but the love of God, where God's love it, it flourishes, where you, you, where you can just be yourself, and people love on you for who you are and how unique you are. You can, anything will grow. Yeah. Yes, hmm. sir. That's good. Um. You know, you kind of touched upon like racism and things like that a little bit. Or, um, what what's your thoughts about like the current situation in our country when it comes to racism? Just what? How would you describe it? What do you think about it? Well, I think most people uh, have a hard problem, um, as I said before, being honest with themselves. If you really, I, I have some real good Caucasian friends in West County, and they apologize all the time to me for being rich. <laughs> and, I, and I say, man, I, don't be foolish. God blessed you to be rich. The thing you have to do now is whatever uh, resources you have, you have to put them in God's hands. God allowed you to be rich. Don't feel bad about being rich. Feel bad if you won't do with your money what God tells you to do with your money. Because your money ain't going to save you, and you can't take your money to heaven. And you ain't going to be here but a little while. So we all ought to hear the voice of God again, rich or poor, and do what you're supposed to be. Okay? Do, do what you're supposed to do with your money. So uh, racism in this country, to have an honest dialogue where I accept and listen to you and you accept and listen to me, uh, long overdue. And um, 
It's a work in progress. Uh, I can see God's hand in flipping it. See, everything, again, everything God allows to happen on earth and in your life and in my life is to bring us into intimacy, into a closer walk with him, in a more dependency on him. I thought, I used to think as a young pastor, the more I knew God, the more I would not need him. And it's, it's just the opposite. The more I know about God, the more I know I need him. Come on here. Yeah. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. There was a time in my life as a, as a young pastor, I, I, I wanted to be so righteous in God that, um, that, you know, I was a step ahead. Well, come on, fool. Come on, man of God. You want to be ahead of God? And, and see, all of it is the scripture teaches us the only thing that pleases God is the F word. F-A-I-T-H. Faith. 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 Your faith. That's what pleases God. Your faith. And, and acknowledging him. Faith. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek. My regiment in the morning is to seek him. I know you exist. Oh, you were a good God to me yesterday, but seek me today. Tomorrow's not promised to me. Yesterday, I can't do nothing about, but seek me today. Today, seek me. Seek me with all of your heart. Seek me. Worship me. Love me today. You know, I, I, I've had many relationships and not so many. I don't want you to think um, wrong of me. But God has put some great women in my life, young, old, rich, poor, black, white. And so before the pandemic, right before the pandemic hit, I saw one of my old lovers. She loved me and I loved her. And she looked at me without a word. And in her eyes, Brother Will, it was, don't you say a word. Please don't say a word to me. I'm with somebody else now. I'm, I, don't, I don't want anybody to know you. I even know you. Don't even speak. And because I know her, because she knew me, she was able to, to convey that to me without saying a word. Now, she did kind of shake her head, and I know that shake. But because we were intimate, on the same page, we touch, but it touched me and hurt me so bad that as close as we were, she didn't want me in her paradigm anymore. She didn't want me to upset her apple cart now. Whatever she had going on that evening and in her world that year, 
I was no longer in it, nor did she want anybody to know I was ever a part of it. And because she was able to, to, to communicate that to me, that's the reason why it hurt me so bad. I know you. We are that close or have been that close. And, and once God loves you, he loves you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Come on here. Now, we may not be together. We may not talk to each other every day or every year or whatever. But I still, I still got love for you. Come on here. Hey. It hurt me so bad that whatever we were to one another, that the whole world, hey, could not respect that. I respect it. And I know once upon a time, she respected it. I know it was real. She knows it was real. Hurt me. She could have took a sledgehammer and bashed my head in. She could have took a Glock and aimed it 12 times right at my heart. She could have took her fingernails and put them in my eyeballs and gouged them. She could have took her foot and kicked me in my growing area. And she could not have hurt me any less. And it's a shame that life will do us like that. But you know what? It's a part of life. Get over it. Shake yourself. Ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness from God. Forgiveness from her. Forgive yourself and go on. We have a little ditty at the church that I pastor. It it's, goes like this. Instead of running away from God, no matter what you've done or haven't done, always run to him. Because he stands ready, willing, and available to welcome you back with open arms. Wide open. Wide open. Wide open. Open arms. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're going to do when you leave here. You can't outrun the hovering, the anointing of God. You can't do it. You, you can't do it. You can run, but you can't hide. Hmm. I don't know how we went on that tangent, but it felt good <laughs> again to express it. Go ahead. Um, well, there are those um, that seem to, you know, you're, you're saying that um, God is in control and he's going to love you. And you can't do anything about it. You can't get away from him. But there are those who seem to uh, not acknowledge God and who seem to not experience his love, who seem to not know him. So um, it's that, would you uh, would you uh, chalk that up to like free will? Is that kind of? Certainly, okay. certainly. Uh, <clears throat> the acknowledgement. 
See, you know, God wants us to acknowledge him in all our ways, in all our ways to acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. uh, that's scripture. Um, in all our ways, acknowledge him. Um, when King David was out on the uh, sheep mountain herding sheep, he was King David. <laughs> huh? When King David, yeah, was fornicating with Uriah the Hittite's wife, he was still a man after God's own heart. Hello, somebody. Yeah. When the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, they were still God's anointed in the fiery furnace. So no matter what you go through, what we go through in life, it's all about God's, again, uh, purpose for our life and then how we allow him the, 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 the scripture teaches us so as a man thinketh so is he mm -hmm. so you have to be able to flip that in your mind let this mind that, that's in you the mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you come on here that, knowing that everything he always causes us to triumph he always causes us to have victory in him not for the Llewellyn name come on here but for the name of Yeshia the name of Jehovah come on here the, the name of the I am not so my family will get puffed up and patted on the back and standing ovations but him get a standing ovation again we're only here but a, 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 a breath. From birth to death, man, it goes. I remember 17 like yesterday. Bam! Okay? And so uh, the things that are going on in the world today, in our country today, uh, the racism, uh, 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 the uh, violence, the funding of the police. Uh, I, I was just amazed the other day on one of the TV talk shows with the women uh, that a, a, a woman stood up for her friend and got fired. He's my friend. Well, you ought to be fired too. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I want friends that are like that. Uh, in the Bible, it talks about uh, this man who had some friends, and he, he he was on his bed of affliction. Amen. And 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 they said, well, you know what? We've tried this. We're gonna try Jesus. Jesus was in the building preaching, and they couldn't get in. It was a packed house. Come on here. They tried the door. They tried the windows, and they climbed up on the roof and lowered their friend down to get to Jesus. That's the kind of friends I want. I want friends that'll fight with me, that'll tell me the truth. Come on here that are with me, come, come on, like that woman, come on there. I want a friend that no matter who she with, she said, you know what? This man and I know one another. You know, you mentioned um, earlier in the conversation that, you know, the Old Testament God, uh, he doesn't kill people out of anger, but there is a lot of killing going on in the Old Testament. Um, <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. How how do you view that, like the killing of the Canaanites or um, the slaughter or the um, <laughs> Noah's Ark, for example, you know, all of the, the world, the flood and everything. 
of um, the pandemic of of, of 2019, 2020, yeah. and of um, you know even babies and so forth. Um, so, what are your? Uh, you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, my children and I, we took a trip to uh, when they were still in elementary school. We were, uh, we drove up to Chicago mm-hmm. to see the dinosaurs. Okay, in the museum. They're great museums up there, you know. So the dinosaur there say, well, Daddy, the Bible don't say nothing. Look, I don't know it all. They were here. That's a fact. Come on here. I don't know it all. All I know is we serve a just God. Not unjust God. A just God. I can't figure it out. I got enough doing what I can do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't... Um, one of the things that's in one of the books that I'm, I'm working on is about how God uses the bad. Uh, several times, what you're alluding to, the scriptures in the Old Testament says that God sent an evil spirit so that he or she would do what they did so that he could bring about what was going to happen. Come on here. See, that's what Romans uh, 8 says that... Uh, uh, 28 says that all things work, yeah, for good. For those that love the Lord, the called according to his purpose. It's all about God's purpose. We're only here for God's purpose. And usually God, you know, I I talk to uh, uh, high school graduates and college graduates all the time, and some of them are fulfilled in their their diploma and degree, and others are not. But they say, I really don't know what I want to do. And so now they've uh, uh, adopted with the Obamas the gap year, the gap year, where, you know, instead of going straight to college, you sit out a year, try to get yourself together and uh, experience life and then go to college. But anyhow... Most of the time, God will let you and his scheme of will, that's not a good word, scheme, and his plan for your life, he will allow you to do what you excel, exceed in. Come on here. Whatever your attributes and, and character and, and, and strengths are, most of the time, God will let you venture into that to be a blessing to him. That's a great God. So if you're a great athlete, he'll let you have all the success you want and need. Just honor him. He'll give you a great voice and you don't have to sing gospel. But in all of your singing, just honor him. He'll give you a brilliant mind. Amen. Just honor him. So with, with the things that happened in the Old Testament, I don't understand all all of that. All I know is it took Jesus. See, a lot of stuff happened before Jesus. And and see, uh, don't don't fool yourself. God knowing the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. When when uh, when Eve did when she offered it up, whatever she offered up. Come on here. God didn't say, uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. He had a conversation with him. Who told you you was naked? And then, then Adam did just what, just what Ron Llewellyn does. The, the woman thou gaveth me. She did give to me and I did eat. You gave it to me. You know, again, let's, let's pass the buck. Instead of saying, look, 
the man that God wants us to be and say, how dare you listen to the serpent? How dare you listen to your own voice? God said, this tree we ain't messing with. Now I'm going to repent for you and for me because you didn't messed up the house. See, that's the real man that God, come on here, and your wife wants to show up. There's a king, come on here, and a little boy in every man. Come on here. And if you got a good woman, a good wife, she needs to know how to speak to both of those, the king and the little boy. And then you, amen, it, 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 it'll work better. It, it'll, it'll go better. Come on here. And, and sometimes you act like the little boy, and sometimes you act like the king. And she got to know how to stroke both of them. Come on here. That makes a good marriage. And vice versa. You, you got to talk to the princess. And then you got to talk to the harlot. This nasty. How can you, how, how can you be that nasty? And I'm not, I'm talking about perversity again, not vulgarity. Come on here. How, how, look, I've, I've counseled some couples and, and, and the woman will, has done everything but, but uh, uh, circumcise her man. Come on here. I mean, she's just, she's, she's just, just, just been totally belligerent. One time, I, I, one of my, my uh, relationships in the past, she went off on me so tough after she calmed down and, and she was loving again. I asked her, I said, do you think I'm a punk? She said, no. I said, well, do you think I'm a sissy? She said, of course not. I said, well, why would you think you could talk and treat me that way? And somehow or another, I touched her. And she realized what she had done. But guess what? The damage had already looked. If you did it once, guess what? You're subject to do it again. So it, it takes a, a period of, of time for that healing to develop, for that appreciation to develop. And if you don't work as hard as you did in destroying it, in repairing it, it may never be what it was. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. I don't know if you're like this. You might be, but um, sometimes um, for me, there might be something just kind of on my head that in that lately, the past few days, weeks sometimes, or maybe just since this morning, just something I've been kind of turning around, thinking about, meditating on. Is there anything like that in your life right now that um, you've been... Um, just really, you know, turning around in your head, something that's been on your mind that um, is going on in your life right now? Uh, I don't think so, but if you care to elaborate further, uh, okay. you know, um, I try to embrace every day mm -hmm. um, to its fullest. And so, you know, all of us have aches, um, I, I tell you what, I don't have my body is I'm so in tune with my body. And so for the past four days, I've had a toothache. Four days. 
And so I don't experience pain on, on, a, on a, a, a level often. I know what pain is. Come on here. Uh, I saw Dr. Phil the other day, and uh, uh, he was interviewing this alcoholic. And this woman had gotten treatment. And one of the things that came out in her, in her uh, sobriety that took so long to get there was she was afraid to be sober because of the pain that she would experience and going to the other side of sobriety. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't, I don't have pain much in my life. So if I get a hangnail, my body says, you know what? You got a hangnail. And so I feel that pain. I want it. I want it gone immediately. Come on. Oh, man. In college, I think it was my sophomore year, I had a toothache. And so I, I drove home with the toothache. That's where we were. And I went, my mother made me, I called my mom. She made me, um, <laughs> she, she made me an appointment with the dentist. I went to the dentist's office and the doctor asked uh, uh, a 19-year-old kid, uh, a 20-year-old kid, he said, what do you want me to do? Uh, with this, with your mouth, and I, uh, I said, pull it. He said, What do you mean, pull it? And he, I said, Anything that will cause me this much pain, I want it out of my 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 mouth. And he says, I'm not gonna do it. Come on. Even back then, dentistry had, you know, there's other things you can do. You know, what in there? So he said, Wait a minute. He says, I'm not gonna do it. And so he said, Call your mom. And so something, my mom was busy. I couldn't get a hold to her. And I was still in, in somewhat pain because he had given me an injection. And I said, listen here, doc, I'll take responsibility. Pull that thing. And so <laughs> he pulled my tooth. My whole mouth shifted. When I got home, my mom said, well, what did he do to you? And I said, he pulled it. And my mom was moved to profanity. She wanted to go down there and whoop the dentist. Okay. She said, how ignorant can you be in the dentist? Because she knew that pulling that tooth was going to affect everything else in my mouth at a young age. And surely that's right. So again, pain, we, we don't look. One of my devotions early in the morning is this book about what happened on this day in history. And most of the experiences I read are about men and women that persevered, about folks who went through diphtheria and uh, uh, pandemics and, 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 and were beheaded and burned and, and they, they, they picked up their family and moved overseas and the people that they were, were uh, uh, delivering the gospel, the good news to, killed them, you know, just, just, yeah. This life, nobody is born with a silver spoon. Nobody escapes this life without any pain. Nobody. I don't care how good you think somebody, you, Bill Gates, care how, how much money you got. Amen. Does not exempt you from the pain of life. And you have to, to learn how to accept the pain and move on. Whether that be medicine. No, I believe in doctors. I believe in medicine. I believe in hospitals. Come on here.
Uh-huh. But whatever all of what God has around us is for his glory and 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 we can benefit from it. Okay. Um so you're mentioning being in tune with your body, that we need that you accept the pain. It's a part of God's purpose. And is that what you had to say about pain? Is that kind of what the point was, kind of? Uh, this life, you're going to have some aches and pains. Okay. You, you're not going to escape this life without some heartache. Right. Okay. You, that, that's my point. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, kind of just kind of wrapping up uh, another, just something to kind of wrap up on um, is... Um, is there anything um, that comes to mind that you've uh, learned in life that made just a dramatic shift, and it's mm-hmm. like um, your, you know, your your life was different thereafter? Like, is there any uh, thing um, like that that, like, if only you knew that back then, you wish you would, you know, have known that, or just anything that comes to mind that um, really had an impact on your life? Well, when you you uh, you went on, the first thing that that uh, I should say is, I was born and uh, raised in the church Sunday school, and and I always had a a great appreciation and respect for uh, ministers and ministers' wife. And God called me to preach, and like most of us, uh, when God uh, we think that we're unqualified, and we really are without His Spirit, without. Uh, relinquishing our will to his will. So when I was uh, about 12 years old, I went to a church camp down in uh, 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 Johnson's shut-in, and I got born again. I got saved. I, I had a, a total uh, great awakening. I, I mean, I saw, I saw everything was brighter. Every, every, look, when I came home from that, I think it was a week or two weeks, uh, when I got out of the car... My mother said to me, my son got born again. She's, I walked from the car to the porch, and my mom saw, and I, wasn't, I was always mischievous, but she could see a difference. Um, um, and so that was one thing that happened. But there are three events that um, happened in my life that, that I, um, I might have done differently. And the first thing is, uh, um, hallelujah, um, is, is getting married, who I married. Uh, when I got married, I was dating a few women, and um, I realized that there were a call of God on my life, and I was, uh, I'm going to go and dedicate myself. And so instead of um, stop fornicating, with the woman I was fornicating with, I said, well, I'll just take this fornication into a marriage. <laughs> Come on here. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. Okay? Uh, the second is in college, again, uh, they had in the ROTC program, um, uh, again, I think you can see how significant it would change a man's life once you get married, from singleness to marriage. And so in college, the ROTC program, they had an officer's program where you'd go through your two years of ROTC, uh, graduate, and then go into service, amen, as a second lieutenant, an officer, 
Amen. And not only that, your junior year, they would finance you uh, uh, a Lincoln Continental. So you'd be uh, you'd be driving around on campus in a nice new car, and uh, they give you a stipend, and you're going to be an officer uh, in, in the United States services. Okay. And the biggest, and I had several officers and men and women and teachers and professors that said, you'd make a good soldier. You'd make a good soldier. you make a good soldier. Okay? And the biggest holdup I had on that was the four-year commitment after graduation. And as a young man, sophomore, junior, senior, I thought four years was a lifetime. I said, man, I don't know what I'm doing in four years. I ain't doing this because it's four years. Marriage. Uh, yeah. And so I'm trying to remember the third consequential thing. or in, uh, Can't think of number three, but usually there's three. But those two for sure changed my life but even in that uh so my ex-wife when we would have an argument she would go for that uh, uh castration and this is what she would say now she she really didn't uh, do a whole lot of other things but she did but this is the big thing she would say if i knew that you were going to be a preacher i never would have married you Hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else just that you want to leave off with before um, we just kind of wrap up the conversation? I appreciate you um, and how God led you and uh, for whatever I've said or didn't say uh, I ask the spirit of the Lord to make it all right be covered in the blood of Jesus and those of you under the sound of my voice if you don't know God if you don't have a personal relationship an intimacy with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I challenge you this moment to cry out just to ask him to come into your life, to come into your heart, to live in you, to make things livable, to give you an understanding, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and a joy unspeakable and full of glory. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother.